testing is this thing on um it's been a minute hi i'm tiffany um this is i can't stress this enough thank you for tuning in um this is a very very fun and exciting episode uh life has been a little busy a little challenging so took a little podcast break um but of course had to bring it back for the queen so i am so excited and so honored to have two of the biggest Beyonce fans that I know, and two of my very, very best friends, Q and Dylan. Please introduce yourself. Um, you can give your rising Beyonce song if you want, your your rising moon and, and sun if you'd like. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Dylan, you go first. I will go first. I'll go first. Hi, everyone. My name is Dylan. Um, I live here in Alabama, representing the Southeast Regional Chapter of the Beehive, um, holding it down for us <laughs> from the South, you know. Someone's um, got a long-standing, hard-carrying member of the Hive. Um, and I'm just excited. You know, I'm also a long-standing, hard-carrying member of Tiffany Hive. So to be on this yes. platform, to be on, yes. I can't stress this enough, baby, what an honor, what an honor and a privilege. What a privilege. Baby. Very mm. that, very that. Stop. So, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, you said give my, you want my, my. If you uh, want to, like no pressure or um, I usually ask people like who they stand. Obviously, this is a Beyonce episode, so I don't know if we necessarily <laughs> need to do that. <laughs> There's no question. There's no question. It's one and one only who I've always uh, been a fan of, the B. Uh, but I will say, also, I'm a Virgo. So, <laughs> you know, we have that connection um, of Aquarius rising and Leo moon. So, you know. We love that. <laughs> and hi. hi, everyone. I am Q. Uh, nice to meet all of you, um, you know, audibly that is. Um, I would say um, my, so my actual sun, moon, and rising, Capricorn sun, Libra moon, Taurus rising. Now, if we're going to apply the Beyonce sun, this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say I am a all night long title live sun. <laughs> <That's the second. laughs> I am an I care Libra. Oh, uh, Moon. I'm sorry. Homecoming, Homecoming. version. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I am a. You know what? I'm gonna give it to um, before I let go. Rising. Also a homecoming. <laughs> Big homecoming energy. Big homecoming. I, I didn't understand the assignment. You going to make Beyonce? <laughs> yes, it was supposed to be in Beyonce songs, but it's okay. I'm have to think on it anyway. <laughs> you you guys can hear me, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. My waves aren't coming up, but I'm just gonna keep going. Um. Okay, cool. Thank you for sharing. I'm so excited to have you guys here. Um. We have not gone to a Beyonce concert together, but we mm -mm. tend to meet up at Beyonce mm -hmm. concerts. Right, and then right, right, right. fun fact is we became friends over Beyonce. Um, so Beyonce has been like a catalyst for friendships in my life. She, yes, I've also yes. ended friendships over Beyonce. So it just, <laughs> it, it depends. 
Um, it really is a double-edged sword, as they say. Yes, yes, that's what she does. The thing is, you cannot like Beyonce, but like, don't come over here with that. You know what I mean? It was the people who antagonize it. It's okay to not like things, but when you strongly dislike it and then bother me about it, then, then yeah. no. Now you're just now you're just coming over here with negativity and hateration, and I'm not here for that. I have to look out for my peace. I have to protect my peace in 2022. Mm-hmm. I'm not having that energy in my space. For what? We're too grown for that. Amen. We're too grown to just be allowing the Beyonce hatred to, to just be in our space. In our and here's my thing. Yeah. And here's my thing about that. It's like, it's to say that you dislike Beyonce, that you hate Beyonce or whatever, all you're really showing is that you don't have good judgment. It's all you're showing is that you don't have taste. <laughs> Are you showing that we can't trust your decision making process? You know what I mean. So it really speaks more about you than it does about Beyonce. You, you know, you specifically. And it's one thing to be like, I don't like her music. I don't like this, but like to say mm. she's not talented, mm. it's a big red flag. To say she's overrated is a flag to mm. me. Um, mm-hmm. and so usually those kind of things when you like challenge them with receipts and stuff, I'm like, this is telling of your character. <laughs> to ask the follow-up question right the, the truth is really is in, is in the follow-up question which is who do you stand <laughs> who do you go up for okay yeah. and that's gonna tell me a whole lot because if you're gonna i'm not gonna name any names i'm not gonna i name will names. i'll name some <laughs> <laughs> i will I'm not... don't come to me talking about i'm a k asterisk y s h i a cold stand because my thing is <laughs> you know what i mean just don't do it. <laughs> I just, at this point, I'm not. I just like I'm not tolerating it. I'm not arguing with you. You can you can argue with the wall. It's over. Okay, really quick question about that though. If someone says they don't like Beyonce and then you ask that follow up question, what's an acceptable response? Her music isn't for me. I have bad taste. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, but who would they stand? Trusted. Like, if they say they stand someone else, who would you accept? And be like, you know what? Okay, fine. You like... I have friends who like Rihanna more than Beyonce, and that's mm. fine. Okay. Um, it's I'm usually... Like... That was rude. It's usually... <laughs> but they don't... They say it in a particular way. Like, mm. it's, it's you know, and I'm trying to... I'm also trying to keep it cute. But, um, and, and listen, I think Beyonce... Beyonce... Rihanna and Beyonce are good at different things. Like they both have their strengths. And I'm trying to think what Beyonce's weakness is. Um, cooking probably. I, but <laughs> I was just thinking cooking. I was just thinking. But yeah. And I mean, not everything's for everybody. So I get it. It's just the way that you're respectful about it. Like instead of saying you hate something, just say like, it's not for me, which is, I think, just a nice way to do it. But y'all coming mm-hmm. for her talent, her looks, this and that, that's where I'm like square up. <laughs> I think that there are plenty of other respectable artists out here, but there is no there is no response that will work for me. <laughs> you can't say any name that is going to be like, okay, well, yes, that validates why I you know don't like Beyonce as much, or that gives me a pass. Now, there's other people, Rihanna, definitely on the top of the list. You know, you could be Adele Hive. I love Adele. You know, who, who, yeah. who, who has anything to bad to say about Adele? You know what I mean? Not Adele either. don't even got anything she can say about Beyonce, though. So, you know, <laughs> you be tripping over themselves. Adele is card-carrying hive. And what did Beyonce say? Yeah. I'm one of one. I'm the only one. Your fave stands Beyonce. Hands That's down. Your fave's fave. 
Like, who, whichever way you slice it, Jay-Z, Kanye, Adele, country, like, it don't matter, okay? Maybe it except for Kid Rock, which if you're standing him, you shouldn't probably be listening to this podcast anyways, because I'm if you, not Yeah, him. if you stand Kid Rock, I don't know. I, would say, I wouldn't think I would ever be in a conversation with someone who was like, I stand Kid Rock. Why are we even talking? What brought us together? <laughs> <laughs> I don't <laughs> This isn't the podcast for you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I guess now we'll just move into our discussion. So I don't even know where to start. Should we start with samples? Should we start with, do we think of visuals incoming? Should we start with favorite lyrics? Should we start with the fact that my two boxes are killing me over here and I cannot wait to open them? <laughs> um, did everyone order boxes, by the way? I did. My okay. boxes are not here. I order all four because I hate, I did not want to miss out. Like, what if box number two came and it had a picture I didn't want? I wanted picture number four. So, you know, I had to get all four boxes. My piece, and I, as much as I love Beyonce, I have to protect some of my coins because we, we know the tour is probably tour is still coming. coming. We have we maybe have another act. I don't know what that's going to be. I'm sure we'll get into that. But I mm. said, okay, I'm going to give you two, girl. I'm going to give you two. <laughs> and then, now I'm gonna have to check out what other people got. I was confident though that my very rich friends like you would have, you know, oh, all of wow. them. So I could just, you know, I could just live vicariously through. I was just trying to really get them like you'd be like trading cards. So you know, when you get mm. yours in, I get mine in, then we can compare and maybe we can switch off. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> my posting my part. I got box two and four, and then I also ordered the vinyl and then mm. i also ordered a shirt but i have i have to pace myself because and so at this point i'm not buying ivy park anymore but mm. the thing is with ivy park i feel like she kept us in training for tickets that's how i've been thinking about it and it's like you gotta be training. quick with it she did she was like i don't want y'all to forget these 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 muscles you know so let me keep the girls on their toes because the girls don't like to rehearse you know, Beyonce said, y'all are going to stay rehearsing, Hive, okay? Stay in formation. Period. In formation. Absolutely. From the amount of anxiety that is coursing through my veins when we have to buy tour tickets, I have I my computer, my work computer, Same. personal computer. It's I have my partner game. with his computers open. We're on our phones, refreshing. Yep. And then just to walk away with maybe two tickets. It's just like, it's a lot Listen. for me. I'm manifesting. It's going to work out this year. I mean, it always does for me, so we're going to keep that going. I love new fans. I'm happy you guys are here. However, mm. some of us have been here from the beginning, and I don't want to have to fight y'all for tickets. Like, it's cool. I know Please it's cool. It's cute way. to be at the concert. But when I'm there, I'm singing all the lyrics. I'm doing the choreo. If you're not there to do that, shake some ass, get out of my way. Move. Cause you know I know this dance move. break, and you are in this move out the way. You're literally in my space, <laughs> and I got to do this dance break. So, you know what I mean? How, let's figure this out. Can we go ahead and say this? Do not come to the Beyonce show and sit in your. I don't know. Can I cuss on this podcast? Yes, yeah, <laughs> girl. That's that. I'll be cussing the story, but y'all be like, "Can I cuss?" Yes. <laughs> Listen, do not come to the Beyonce show sitting on your ass. Everybody gonna be up. This is going to be a dance party beginning to end. We don't even know what she's about to bring, but we know, we know it's going to go up, okay? And I just don't want to see it. Take that energy somewhere else. If you want to sit down, baby, there's plenty of benches outside. You know, you can sit on the side, but I don't care. <laughs> don't sit in here. 
This is not the show for you to sit down at all. Like, I don't understand how it's possible. And when she walks onto that stage, the presence uh, that she brings with her, how is it possible to sit down? My, my the you, way my muscles will tense up, and I'm gonna have to out of that seat. I've almost fainted at I think every <sighs> Beyonce concert I've been at. But then, like literally, I'm like, you have to calm down because these tickets are way too expensive. <laughs> like I, I actually talk to myself. It's 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 happened. I know it happened at like the last three the, the very first i went to and then the last two um did you anybody get emotional first listen i was cute i don't know if you can tell i was crying but i was trying to keep it cute um. <laughs> so amazing just about first of all just i think we have to acknowledge that we all are really living and breathing at this point because beyonce is just continuously providing us with sustenance just every few years she's just like okay this is enough to get you through a little bit longer, right? And I felt that way as soon as this album started, was like, mm. here we go again. Like, I'm about to get fueled up. I'm about to get, she about to talk that shit. You know what I mean? I'm gonna be hyped. I'm gonna be dancing. Like, at the first song, at the gate, I was just, it felt like her presence was back. We yes. needed her. We've needed her. Yeah, and like, Tiffany and I were listening and re- like together, and there was at one point where it was like 9.58. And we're, re- we're like opening and closing title. Oh, I'm sorry, 858. We're opening and closing title. We're opening and closing Apple Music, trying to see who's going to update first. And Tiffany said, I can't believe we're about to listen to new Beyonce. And that's when it hit me because I couldn't <laughs> believe it. And you think the amount of time in the middle, you're like, wow, the Dale stands are eating, the Ariana Grande fans stay fed. You know what I mean? The other girls are fat. The, you know, the barbs stay fat. They stay eating. And you're just well, like, wow, I'm hungry. Well, up until recently. But you're like, you know, you're like, I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. And you think that you're not going to make it. And then all of a sudden, here she comes with a promo. No, because we were dehydrated. And the thing is... <laughs> Did you say dehydrated? Yeah. <laughs> we were dehydrated. And this, this is the longest break she's had, right? Between albums. Is that right? I think so. I, th- I think so. Hmm. Because, I mean, if you think about it now, I mean, at the time, you know, she needed to make some more money. But now she's just, like, laid back, relaxed. She can take her time when she wants. She's really selling hoodies out here. So, yeah. you know, take yeah. your time. I get it. She does it for fun. But, no, I I was, like, almost having an outer body experience just because I was, like, <laughs> I cannot believe, like, this is happening. We have been talking about it for so long. And, you know, we all have been through the pandemic and stuff together. So I know for me, having things to look forward to is something that really helps me get through, Mm. honestly, just life. And so to have like a whole month to look forward to this album, like really did something for my mental health. I'm not going to lie. And then, I mean, like just listening to it, one, y'all know I don't, just do Beyonce things with just anybody. So I had to be like, <laughs> do you want to listen to it? If you don't like, that's fine. But like, I wasn't about to just listen to it with anybody. Of course. You really have to protect like your very... energy. Like Dylan said, yes. you have to protect your energy. It's very intimate. And also in so the friends that, um, <laughs> I just know the people that I was like, oh, maybe I would hit them up. They didn't like some of the songs. And I was like, see, and that's why the energy, <laughs> that's why. Cause it's, it's not a game. But, um, yeah, I just can't even believe, like, that whole, and then we listened to it again. 
Um, right, because afterwards the uh, the lyric videos came out. Obviously, YouTube was releasing them about what two minutes after the previous one, and so we sat yes. there and watched all the lyric videos. Listen to the album again. To, yeah. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm watched the lyric videos, yeah, but I heard that they're actually fire. Like, they're, they are. Yeah. They're done so well. So they well. are. Okay, so let's go. Y'all want to go track by track? Let's go for it. Okay, so first we got. I'm that girl. Dead ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I love I'm that girl. I do. It's good. It's really good. I always feel like I really pay attention to album openers because it does set the tone. And of mm -hmm. course, it was hard, baby, to follow up with Pray You Catch Me. Like, that was mm -hmm. an opener. But I'm that girl really did come in strong. Like, I really felt out the gate, like, okay, I'm seeing this is going to be like, she's gonna, you know, we had her break my soul, but I was like, she's really gonna continue mm -hmm. with this sound. And like, if she's gonna develop this into like a whole theme for this album, you know? I do think it's really good. I love it. It's a perfect opener to an album. Now, in my personal, like, when I'm on my by myself on my own, it's just me and Jesus. I do start the album at Cozy. However, oh. However, when I when it gets to the end, when it gets to the end, wait, 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 when it gets to the end, when we have finished um, the album, I always hit next, obviously to play again, and I start at "I'm That Girl." But my like when I wake up in the morning, I first listen to "Cozy" and then work my way down. I don't know why. There's a few albums that I will do that too. Like I think even um, one of uh, who is it? I think SZA. I started like. Um, I start at uh, Gardens and then work my way down and then start back at the top and work my way back through. Don't know why. I will say nothing. Sorry, Dylan. I know I was just going to say, I could see definite, like I do do that with certain albums, but it's a little mm -hmm. early cue. It's a little early to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what? I will accept Whatever you want to pick up. I will you accept know. that feedback. That's it is all a little early. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was gonna say I, I do that with nothing was the same. Like I do love Tuscan leather, but I have to be in the mood for it. So I normally mm. start it for this thing. But no, I'm that girl really sets the tone, like Dylan said. So I'm look I'm side eyeing you a little bit, but I'm gonna let it slide. Um, I accept the side eye. I deserve it, honestly. I really do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it slide. Okay, so now we're going into cozy, which is clearly one of Q's favorites. Clearly. So would you like to talk about cozy? <laughs> You know what? I just think it is such a, it's what um, Girls Run the World should have been. Mm. It's empowering. Now what do you mean by that? It's empowering. It's empowering to women. It's about feeling comfortable. It's about being the bad bitch you know that you are. And, and not only being that, but feeling that, right? That there's something about walking with that presence. And I just feel like Jose does a really, really good job of framing up that emotion and that feeling. Um, and I think a lot of people will resonate with it. I think it'll be on a lot of Instagram stories and people are out, you know, twerking on the beach with their besties. I think it'll be in a lot of Instagram stories when, you know, at graduation or whatever, it'll be a lot of Instagrams. You know, I just feel like there's a lot of moments, you know, you getting ready to go out with your friends in the club at night and y'all got y'all stilettos on. I just feel like that's the song that's going to really set the mood to be like, you know, I'm a bad bitch today. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I can see that because it does feel like, I feel like this song really reflects Beyonce's growth just in terms of like how she talks about sexuality, how she talks mm. about, you know, being that, you know, being a girl, stepping out, being in the street, being outside, right? It's got that freedom dress vibe to it. It's got, like you said, the run the world vibe to it. You still have that empowerment, but also like it's a sexy song too. Mm-hmm. And it is mm-hmm. like, it is like definitely going to have, I hope, right? It's going to have women. It's going to have folks or fans like really feeling themselves every time they hear that song, which is like, who else do we want to give us that content other than right. Beyonce? Like who does better than just like, I can see why you, I see why you want to step out of bed and hear Cozy, right? Yeah, but, like, yeah. You know, I feel like that <laughs> is what Beyonce does better than anybody else but in this song we kind of see it in a more evolved way than we have with her in the past where it's like you know like some of the stuff sure and the, like has run run the world aged incredibly well no right somebody even said at the time he dropped it was not <laughs> all that you know some might, all that say. <laughs> some might, <laughs> some might say. say not me not me you will never catch but some <laughs> might say <laughs> Um, that it wasn't her best. And I believe that was the first single as well. So, you know, Mm. definitely not the most reflective of one of her best albums. But I definitely think she's there now. Like, she's in that bag with this song in particular when it just comes to how she's, like, come just, like, and how she talks about her womanhood, how she talks about her sexuality, how she talks about confidence, you know? Like, even if you think about it from the pre-chorus, she's a god, she's a hero. She survived all she's been through. Confident, damn, she's lethal. May I suggest you don't fuck with my sis? She's cause she's comfortable. Like, what a way to start your morning. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I hear it now. I I hear it. Although I feel like is I'm that girl just too bold of a way for you to start your morning. <laughs> Unfortunately, I feel like women should be allowed to be that girl without me taking up space. So I, oh, okay. you know. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let the women be that girl. You know what I mean? I'm gonna let anyone who feels and resonates with that song let that be them, and then I'm gonna step back and let y'all have that space. Okay, Your cult listen. level fixing. I'm this uh, <laughs> I'm that girl bitch. And then I'm gonna argue last the girl stretch. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, and then next we have Alien Superstar, which again mm. starts off just Beyonce talking her shit. I'm one of one. I'm number one. I'm the only yeah. one. Don't even waste your time trying to compete with me. Like, honestly, she could have just stopped the song there, but I'm glad she didn't. But it could have been the other Superstar background where she gave us like a verse and uh, two or three verses and was like, all right, bye, girl. Oh. That's what she said with Alien Superstar. She just had to go ahead and say, I know we're still, you know, we're on song three in the album, but I'm tired. The girls have had several years to run their mouths. They've had their time. They've had, you know, all the time to fill up y'all's Instagram feeds with all that trash. Okay, I'm back. Okay. Let them know what it is. Alien Superstar. Y'all can't catch this just anywhere. Okay. I'm not up this. Listen. I remember... My first, like, when we were listening to it, obviously we hadn't heard anything that was going to proceed or follow other than um, other than Break My Soul. So I thought Alien Superstar was going to be my favorite just off of, like, first listen because it is that good. I didn't even need to know what came next. I was like, oh, this is going to be my favorite. Then, of course, other things came next, which I was just mind-boggled by. I couldn't believe that there were other things that were, like, that superseded <laughs> Alien Superstar. <laughs> Isn't that crazy to think about? <laughs> I definitely was like, 
damn, this is like ambitious. Like this was when I was like, oh, she's like about to push herself even outside of her comfort zone. Like we know Beyonce can do every genre. We know she can do everything. And even when I heard the single, when I heard Break My Soul, I was like, I feel like she's going to just, like what she did with Eliminate, where she like took so many genres. I feel like we're gonna get mm. this album, just like a fusion of a bunch of stuff, which is really like what she's done in many ways. But I could have never imagined that she would put together something like Alien Superstar, which is just like who, would it ever, like who any artist could kind of conceive of, I think a song just constructing it that way, but nobody would ever think Beyonce would do it. And that's what I love about it. Certainly not I. This whole album, I'm just like, if they had come before any time, then before now, we wouldn't have been ready for it. Like I, I, Mm. we just wouldn't have been ready for it. But like, this was just like the change that we need. And I feel like this album is so good because you can tell she enjoyed making it. Like, not saying she didn't enjoy the other ones, but it's just a different kind of joy. I think because of the pandemic, so many people have been, you know, reflecting mm-hmm. on their priorities and, and you know, have been down and stuff. And she knew that we we needed this. We needed a cultural refresh, like, internally, externally, but, like, something that would give us hope and literally just change the vibe. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what, what she did. Um she heard what Aubrey, uh, Drake Graham put out, and and he said, said honestly, yeah. never mind. He said, you know what? <laughs> you know, it. I really feel like they, I really feel like there was a, a phone call that was just like, now look, um, usually we don't do this, but we're about to also put out some music, and I heard through the grapevine that these are going to be similar. So I would like you to know that now this is my date. You can leave yours to come out after the same day as, or you can do it before. But the choice is yours. <laughs> you know, Merry Christmas. <laughs> and a decision needs to be made. Here. They won't bother anything over here, baby. The calendar <laughs> is set, and we won't be changing any dates. We won't be shifting, okay? So you do what you need to do with that information. On your side of the fence, yeah. It's honestly, like, embarrassing. Like... <laughs> Like you, you turned your assignment in early because you knew that no matter how <laughs> much extra credit, extra time that you did, that it just would not, you know, you just knew. And I kind of respect it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, that shit was so funny when it was like Drake's album was coming out. I was like, oh, I would do the same thing though. I get it, Drake. I get it. I, I do think his album does have like listenability. Obviously, I'm not going to go back to it anytime soon. But if it did come on randomly, like in the car or at the club or wherever, I'd be like, okay, it was good. It's good. It's good to hear Sticky or I liked Massive. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know if I was, am I gonna, if I'm going to seek it out for a while because I do have, a, you know, a better product. <laughs> yeah, I listened for like a week and I really was into it too. I thought I was about to try to really go up for Drake all summer. And then I, I was like, actually, let me stop. Let me stop. I need to convert my energy towards where it needs to be applied. Please. Yeah. I have I have a handful, but it is hard to go back and listen to it after after um Renaissance, mm-hmm. I will say. But I'm interested to see how they mix them uh for the rest of the summer, because you know they're going to, which I also think was part of Drake's plan. Like, oh, let me get this out. And then he still wins a little bit in the end, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And he's on he uh yeah. wrote a song on this album, so <laughs> It's all good. Um, and then, are we going to talk about the transition from Alien Superstar to Cuff It, or are, should we just wait okay. for transitions later? 
it's up to you. You're the host. We're the guest. You tell us. I'm so, just saying, how you, are y'all you know, feeling? How are you already feeling? named it? You I already mean, named it. Let's talk about it. I think, I think that is my, is that my favorite transition? That's one. It's of not my them, favorite, sure. but it's a good one. It's definitely a good one. But it is a good one. It is. Energy to break my soul is also just chef's kiss. And I am nervous about how she's going to perform this only because the transitions are so good. Most artists, I would be very upset if they just got up there and played like their <laughs> track list from start to finish. Mm-hmm. But if Beyonce did that, I would be okay. I would just because it's perfect. But what do y'all think? dope transitions in her life you know shows yeah. like she's always mm-hmm. going to give you a mashup a mix and everything so i am interested to see how she does these because like we love i mean everybody's talking about these transitions it's, it's like a built mm-hmm. into really how the album flows and what makes us i think love some of these songs so much so like i don't know it's like she can't really play with it too much but at the same time it makes me think maybe she'll give us something that again is going to be even more mind-blowing and exceed our expectation even more um so it's hard to say i trust her always but i do i do want to hear some of these transitions live just like they are on the album and this is a great one this is a good one i feel like you said i trust her i trust her to an extent because there's still songs i haven't heard um also how many years that we have to wait for this album so i I hear you (laughs) but um TV said trust is earned. <laughs> TV said just, trust is earned. There's been times where I'm like, it's midnight and she just posted a photo. Should I go to bed? Like, does this mean something's <laughs> coming? So yeah, I do have some trust issues with Beyonce. I will, I will admit that. <laughs> um, one thing I Always wanted to delivered. say is that's all I'll say. It's been five years, but okay. Okay. I'll I'll let it slide. Um, I hear I'm that girl into formation. I was just gonna say if I do have to do a transition, I did hear mm. that. Like I could see that. I don't know or hear that. I don't um, hate it. And then one thing I will say is I think that if she were to do something just like funky, I think one thing I thought about is you know she does do dance remixes. So like there was one for Countdown, or there was a few for Countdown. Um, there's some old albums that's just remix albums, like the Destiny's Child remix. And I think mm. she would take some of those the way that she did um, Say My Name, because that yep. version that she did at Homecoming was also a version on an oh. earlier album. I think right. she might take some of those remixes, those dance remixes that people, only if you're a fan fan, know about and use them live. I see it. but um, I could totally see that. I could totally see that. I could also probably see Cuff It into like, I don't know, maybe. Cuffin is, I'm like, I don't know all the names, to be honest, just yet, because a lot of times I just listen to it straight through. <laughs> so. Please. Some of the transitions are also so smooth, I have to be like, wait, wait, what song am I on now? Yes, yes. Um, yes. Sorry, I was just trying to remember. Because I want to say that is one of my favorite tracks for sure. And we were yes. saying, you know, this is the song where it was time to get up. This was the song where, yeah. you yeah. know, I was listening to that those first, and I was into it. I mean, I was I was vibing, like I was, you know, nodding along. Yeah. I was like, yes, I was with the music. And then Cuffy came along, and I had to be up. I said, okay, so it's time to step out. It's time to step out. I felt like I was out with Michelle Obama and the girls. 
mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like we were out at the retreat, honey. We were <laughs> we're, we're single women for the weekend. Um, you know, I just had a good time immediately when that song came on. Agreed. I think it's phenomenal. It's such a great track. Like I just, I agreed. This is when it was time to get up because I think this is when you did get up, Q. I think you got up four or five. I know you were up for energy. See there, see what I'm talking about, and it's because oh, because the exclaim, the exclamation that I let out when Cuff it transitioned into energy, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I honestly was like shell shocked. Cuffit is so good. And I love a dance track, me personally. And not always just like, you know, I'm from Mississippi. So I don't always love like, you know, the ass shaking in the club music. Sometimes I just like a good old barbecue, like family gathering song. And that's what this was for me. Even though she says, you know, we're going to fuck up, you know, the night. I don't know if grandma would want to hear that. I don't know if, yeah, I don't want to want to know if Meemaw, I don't think Meemaw want to fuck up a night. But that's what I want to do the electric slide to with Meemaw, you know? We're going to be the aunties and the Meemaws and all that stuff stepping into this song. And honestly, I'm so glad you mentioned that, Q, because when I heard this, I actually thought, too, like, this is the song, like, down south, they're going to have a step to it. It's yeah, going to be, yeah. you know, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. They're going to have a step to this song, <laughs> baby. We're going to be uh, wobbling and shaking. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, you know we're going to see the biker shuffle. As, somebody's going to be doing a biker shuffle to this at somebody's wedding. I just know it's going to happen. If y'all don't know biker <laughs> shuffle, go to YouTube. Look at the biker shuffle. It's so fun to do. And I see this at a wedding, at a wedding reception already. Wait, okay, I'm trying to remember how it ends, so I'm going to play a little bit. I love this. Yes. Like, are you kidding me? What? <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> what? <laughs> first of all, wait a minute. Let me rewind because first of all, I was going to put it back, but I'm not. <laughs> those horns again, taken out every time. And the instrumentation at the end of Cuff It, the horn. What were those? A trumpet? I don't know. I don't know. I think so. When brass horns that was so <laughs> good that instrumentation was so good and then the way the beat transitions over into energy y'all chills i had chills the first time we heard it yeah i mean she had it right fuck it up fuck it up and that's what she did point blank yes. period hey these lyrics on cuff it also are bad as hell okay hypersonic sex erotic on my body boy you got it okay Hit them dry like while I ride it. Guide me acting hella thotty. Beyonce is bringing back the word thought. She's bringing back thought. She's bringing it back. Reclaim. Reclaim. I'm not mad at it. I thought she gave us some really great vocals here too. Some really, really great vocals. Because the vocals did not, were not meant on this album, okay? It was not like we're going to dilute the vocals for these dance tracks. 
the vocals were still very strong on this album. Yeah, and everyone's been talking recently, like, oh, Beyonce doesn't sing anymore. You know what I mean? And it's like, she said, okay, I got something for y'all. They just be I'm gonna saying sing stuff. On, they really do. They really just, they just come up with anything stuff. these days. Anything but you're absolutely right. Layering, just... okay. They don't listen to the harmonies, okay. They don't, they don't listen for the technicality in the vocals, the range. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. The way That's... she slides and glides around that register like warm butter. It's just like, it's honestly... Like, I don't understand how it's inhumanly possible she does this. And the thing is, you know why the girls be saying that shit? is because Beyonce is so good at it that she makes it look easy. And that's what happens when you're (laughs) really good at your job. People assume that it's easy, but it's not. You're just really good at it. Yeah. Wow. So don't play with her. Stop playing with her. Um, Wisdom right there. (laughs) On energy, you know, she came off the bat talking about some... Vote not 45. Don't get out of line. Mm-hmm. Pick a side. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just letting yeah. y'all know we're not dealing with that shit no more. Okay. We're not, we're not about not to have this it. fucking renaissance for, for that sh- to go back in time. We're absolutely not doing it. No. Um, and I really felt that. And then even the she more Cancun, he more Saint Tropez. I said, okay, come on, traveling pair. Me and somebody's <laughs> son, where where we at? But um energy's energy's just a vibe. It's just a vibe. I love that one. And then Next is Break My Soul, which that transition is also fantastic. Um, Energy into Break My Soul. And I feel like a lot of people who didn't necessarily care for Break My Soul when it came out are like spinning the block and like, oh, actually. And it's like, yeah, you guys didn't see the bigger picture. I know Drake said, if you don't get it yet, like you will get it. Mm -hmm. He really meant that for Break My Soul. (laughs) That's what he meant it for. (laughs) Like you'll catch up. That's that's how yes. I feel. And what did she ask for from a lead single from Beyonce more than like what she gave us in Break My Soul? I really think it might be the best lead single from one of her albums for me. Granted, we know self-titled, Lemonade even were, you know, the rollouts were quite unique, right? So we didn't necessarily get that traditional lead single and everything. But really just as the start off song from album for me for her, this might be my favorite since Crazy in Love. Oh wow. wow! You know what? Okay, okay. but let's choice. think about her lead singles because I was I was thinking about this the other day too because I think Crazy in Love might be her best lead single since Break My Soul. So I feel like that's fair. I'm trying to go through. Um, beat okay, no, because Deja Vu, but Deja Vu had mixed reception. I don't know if you guys remember Did that. It? Yes, people hated the music video. They actually petitioned for her to redo it. Like they hated. Deja vu, at least the music video. Um, People in the hive at that time. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't at the state it was today in terms of taste. But okay, let's see. If I, I am Sasha Fierce. It was probably single ladies. And if I were a boy, um, uh, those are passes for me. Like I respect single ladies, and it is what it is. But I'm like, I think we everyone overdid that. Like we played it too much. It was everywhere. I think she's tired of it too, to be honest. I definitely um, think she's tired of it, but obviously we do have to recognize like the cultural impact that yes. single ladies was. 100%. What, like, she's given us more. Mul- if you think about it, she's giving us multiple, like, you know, when people say we need a cultural reset, a cultural shift, mm-hmm. whatever, she has actually done that multiple times now. And that's exactly, exactly. what Renaissance is. Um, what album? Um, I was trying to go in order, but then I messed up four. I would say one plus one was one plus one was a single. single. 
Yeah. Um, and then I think obviously Love on Top was probably the most popular one. Oh, Run the World was technically the lead single, and obviously people hated that. Okay. So it's like I feel yeah. like people in general don't love the lead single. Um, and then with Lemonade, it was Formation, and that was its own thing because white people didn't like it, and then. I mm-hmm, I feel like mm-hmm. like we did like it, but it did take some people a minute to to get on board. <laughs> um, and then did I miss Beyonce? I think I did. Uh, self titled. Self titled. Was it Drunken Love? It was, but you know, it was that thing where we got, that, obviously yeah. got the drop, and then she like mm-hmm. rolled out yeah. singles and everything like that. Like everything came after the the release. So right. Yeah, I would definitely say. I, will, I have been critical for sure. Beyonce's first singles typically aren't her best picks, which is why actually I was a little nervous with Break My Soul, but it just came out the gate so strong. I was like, okay, so the album got... Actually, I was anticipating that Break My Soul might not be the best song on the album. So I was like, she's coming in strong, but then with it being so strong, I was like, well, maybe this is going to be the high point. So I don't know. It, clearly, she's proven that she could do it to break my soul with just a taste but yeah i think it was definitely it was a reset moment it was mm-hmm. like just i just think it's such a banger and i just think she really put her foot in that song and i'm glad she said this is going to be the first single even though she had other you know great songs on the album to choose from yeah i feel like do that. either one of you want to talk about because i did i am so sorry i did not include any of this research in here but the fact that you know dance music is black music and how basically she did make mm. this album for black queer people um mm-hmm. i just feel like you guys can probably speak to that a little bit more i mean yeah i would say absolutely i mean i think it's really cool that, you know, I feel like the last time Beyonce, I'm trying to think, the last time Beyonce really spoke to, you know, the Black queer community specifically is was a snap for the kids and, uh, <laughs> and get me about it extended mix. Yeah. Extended. That was the last time that we were, that we might've been formally acknowledged, you know what I mean? And not in a <laughs> negative, not in a negative way, because obviously we can see ourselves, in, you know, throughout many, um, of her records and many of her songs. However, it was just so nice to say, to get something that's like, you know, this is specifically for you because you've been with me from the beginning. You are the ones who are not only streaming, but buying. Mm-hmm. You are the ones who are not only, who are mad at me and tweeting me because I haven't promoted. Y'all trying to promote, but I'm not promoting. You know what I mean? And it was just really nice. And then, But even beyond that, to say for so many years, you were, you know, erased. Your impact was erased. Your impact was stolen or hidden. Um, on the music industry. And she's saying, no, I'm going to highlight that again. And not only um, call that out through samples, not only calling it out through, you know, uh, making your names and things like that known, but also I'm going to call that out because now people can say, let me go back and learn more about the impact that queer Black people have had on the music industry that we didn't know before. So I think it honestly was uh, not only time for that, but like the right moment, especially when you're thinking about a renaissance and a refresh and I mean, I felt like when I first heard Break My Soul, it was such a fusion of these different genres. Everybody obviously was immediately talking about uh, the sample, but Frida, we know she is the inventor, the core um, of bounce music. Everybody was kind of, you know, getting mixed up the genres of 
house and bounce as well and like kind of blending those things together too much his house is definitely present in the song too but also at the end especially we hear those gospel notes we hear a lot of that influence uh, in the song yes. too and like let's you know we could go into a whole deep dive about even the impact of black gay culture in the church baby in the church musically in the church. that's a whole we got a whole a whole podcast okay. series on that alone <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. I agree with you. <clears throat> Excuse me. It just it feels good to be um, addressed by her in this way because we also know with every one of Beyonce's albums, she goes like she dies head first, especially in like the last decade with her work. Right, like she dies head first into the projects in a way that she just kind of like. I don't know she just ingratiates herself in like what she feels like. I think she needs to understand culturally. Um, like what she wants mm -hmm. to put out visually and aesthetic of the album. Uh, you know, just everything is always so cohesive, of course. And we just know that that only happens by like, you do your homework, you do your research. Um, and that's why she always delivers a product that I think is like, feels so respectful. And mm -hmm. that's definitely what I feel like we got here. <clears throat> and it mean, it's meaningful to her, clearly, obviously. Uh, she's spoken, you know, about her dedicating the album to her uncle Johnny, who is Miss Tina's nephew. For you know, for the white folks listening, black people don't always have the most traditional family trees. So <laughs> <laughs> this is her uncle Johnny, her mama's nephew. Great. You know, don't don't think too hard on it. I just want to throw <laughs> that out there. But um, yeah, I think that you know that also means a lot too. I don't know that we've heard her. Um, you know, she she'll sometimes dedicates things to her husband, but her, you know, and obviously this is also um, about her her kids and her family and everything too. But just really dedicated to, I think her uncle uh, felt really special too. Like obviously we know what he's representing for her or has represented for her in her life, and she's talking about that in the album too. So yeah. I really, I thought it was amazing. It feels really special. I think you make a really interesting point about, because when Break My Soul came out, I immediately recognized the call and response um, of the the choir and the chorus, but I didn't think about it again. And the way that Break My Soul, there's, a, you know, there isn't necessarily a, tr a proper transition, but the way that it goes from Break My Soul with the church, you know, with the um, gospel call and response into Church Girl, it's just a really interesting, um, you know, connection I hadn't made yet. Honestly, until you just said it. Mm, that's a good one. Okay. No, Break My Soul. Break My Soul, I just think people weren't quite ready for it, but I think they might get it now. Um, <laughs> hopefully. Can't hopefully. And if they don't, that's that's not our problem. Um, I can't remember how, how it, it goes into Church Girl, so I'm just going to... A refresher. Okay. Yes. I feel like you're like a nun right here for the video. And then you rip it out. <laughs> it starts working. Uh, I love this one. Yeah. Okay. Oh, she killed it. I can't it. wait for the video. Oh, she killed it. 
I can't wait. The sample, all of it. It's so good. I love Church Girl. I just feel a deep connection to this song. It's so um, good. It's so good. Drop it like a thought. I think we already mentioned that Beyonce is bringing the word or a thought back, which only she can do, and I'm not mad at it. Um, yeah, I feel like what she's doing, when you said reclaiming earlier, did it remind me of the time where Beyonce um, said that thought over there, and it was like, well, that's mm-hmm. not that's not how thought is used, Beyonce. But you know what? We're going to let it slide. We're going to let you... It's fine. And now she said, you know what? I know what it means, and I'm going to remind you. <laughs> she also she, said conversate. She's going up just like the rest of us. When Beyonce said conversate, Webster Dictionary said, you know what? We'll add it. <laughs> we'll add it. It wasn't a word, be but because, because you made it a word, we'll make it a word. Um, so. Absolutely. The sample on this song, uh, you know, this is the mm. card sister center thy will, honey. But for the church girl, the church girl, you know it, you know her well. For the saved, for the saved, sanctified set of parts. <laughs> oh, she did the sample justice. She did the sample justice. Of course, we have the legend Twinkie Clark, who has already who, who blessed the song clearly. Um, and I just I love when you take a sample of a song that really it, it takes a lot of guts to even sample because already the song obviously has a lot of uh, importance for people already. Um, but when you take a sample like that and you just do it such justice mm-hmm. and you put, I mean, obviously it's an entirely different take on <laughs> um, with what she's done with the song. <laughs> um, but I just was like, damn, I don't think that she has sampled I don't know if there's a sample I like more that she's done. I'm trying to think. I can't think that there is. I can't. I don't know. I don't don't really have to think about it. Yeah, I have to think about it, too. I will say, too, that, like, I think when I first heard Church Girl, it reminded me of those moments where, like, you know, back in church, like you mentioned earlier, we might have had, like, a younger, hip, like, more hip music, like, minister of music, I'm sorry. And, you know, they would... The pastor's preaching. He's, you know, the pastor's finished the sermon, but now he just ad living for the next 30 minutes, you know, and that's just what the experience is. You know, the, the minister of music, the pianist, the organist might be playing a little something before you know what it sounds like an R&B song. You know what I mean? Yeah. It mm-hmm. sounds like boys to men. It sounds like no diggity. It sounds like mm-hmm. let's get married, jagged edge. And the kids recognize it. You know what I mean? Like, they might, you know, we would recognize that in the stands, but the older people may not have really got it. And so it was just so much fun to like, to have those moments. Cause you know, you kiki in with your friends in the church bench, um, you know, in the pews. And that's what this <laughs> reminded me of. I appreciated this. And I really hope that some kid gets to hear uh, a bit of church girl on Sunday morn. I honestly, um, I don't know. What are the sister's names? That she sampled? The Clark sisters. I don't know the Clark sisters' music like that. Um, I was more of a Mary Mary uh, girl. Come on, Mary Mary. I would have loved a shackle off sample. your feet, honey. Listen, I know she would have done it justice. I feel like it's on the throwaway tracks. Um, okay, speaking of shackles, y'all, <laughs> I was, was it last season of RuPaul's Drag Race where shackles was the lip sync song at the end of the episode? The my spirit was so filled with joy to see to have Mary Mary this gospel song as the lip sync for your life song at the end of an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race that really tickled me. 
that is so funny and i was just going over the outline for this episode and i see i'm i guess this is your i can't stress this enough and it's just funny i just don't know drag uh race like that but i oh. i don't take it very seriously <laughs> <laughs> um yeah any more thoughts on church girl the lyrics on this song obviously you you mentioned obviously she's she's uh you know putting body back in the vocabulary test but you can be my daddy if you want to yeah that, that one i was talk. like i, I was but, like i don't know about that one beyonce because <laughs> you still got like what is it what's that song from the first album was it daddy with is it um, what is it called it's called something dad I think you're talking about daddy, where she says, I want a man just like my daddy or whatever. Yes. My daddy. Which is really shady because then she had to go back and sing daddy lessons years later because she just like her dad. Right. And there's just a daddy song, honey. There's something about, and I don't want to like stereotype, but it's something about, um, daddy and southerners i don't know like i i just meet a lot of people who still call their dad daddy and i just have recognized there's i know there's certain common denominators um some being region and then just some apparently like like gangs i don't know i'll send you the article but um i personally (laughs) don't love the word Beyonce, no. this time we know she ain't talking about the same daddy from Daddy Lessons, but we know, honey. We um, know it is called Daddy. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, that was she the only part on I was one. like, you might, you might be on your own on that part, but still love the song. I do think that this song is gonna have the longevity of this song is going to be there. Like, I, I just feel like it's not. Um, it's actually not my favorite song on the album, but. There's something really special about this song that I really feel like it's gonna stick in a way mm-hmm. um, that like I can see it. I like this one's the one of the ones I can also see really getting nominated for um, oh, during the award season. Not we don't even gotta go into all of that, but um, yeah, this is one of the ones I feel like is going to really stand out and gain her some accolades from this album I- in particular. I feel like it could have been a bonus track on Fighting Temptations, no? <laughs> it really could have been. It really and so been. could have um what was the one you you pointed this out, Q? Was it Virgo's is it plastic um, off the sofa or Virgo's I think it's screen? plastic off the sofa that feels very it feels very summertime. um fighting temptation. Some yeah, summertime. It does. Those harmonies. What? Oh my god. I wish I could see them dancing. (laughs) I just. Did you hear the way she slid down them notes? Vocals. Again, the vocals. Okay, we'll we'll get to the end in a second, but I remember listening to this with you, and I just was like staring straight because I was like, I cannot believe she is just singing like this. How many years into the game? She don't even have to. She don't even have to do this. And it sounds like no, you can go. I was just her voice has. It's so strong. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's just 
amazes me how she has been in the industry for so long and she still pushes herself. She sounds the same, but different. You know what I mean? Like it just sounds yeah. like a more improved, refined Beyonce. Yes. And even one of the things I noticed when I mentioned about um, saying that this sounded like um, summertime is she's hitting like notes and doing runs that she only did when she was in her early 20s. And the way that she's able to still bring those back to us. I mean, that's when we fell in love with her, a lot of us, you know, when she was doing the fighting temptations, when she did only have what was a crazy in love and maybe B Day out at the time, or B Day out, I mean, at the time. And um, it's just like to bring those notes back to us at, at this critical juncture, but then to still call it Renaissance, a rebirth, a refresh, but you're giving us early so career. So many of runs. your old, yeah, some of your <sighs> older elements, but yeah. making them new. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And who was doing that? I'll wait. No one. Who else? No one. That's the thing. Nobody. Don't doing all speak at once. This album. A, a critique that I that I heard of this album in general, well, especially when "Break My Soul" was out before the whole album came out, was more so that no one's doing this right now. Like everyone's doing vibe music. Everyone's doing chill music. Like everyone wants a vibe now. Okay, well, we had that. We've been vibing inside for the past three years. It's now time to twerk at the park with your friends <laughs> holding a, you know, a champagne flute. That's just what time it is. One of the things I will say is I really want, I, I think like I wanted originally like, you know, months ago when we were still guessing what we we're going to get from Beyonce next. I definitely was like, I would like a return to like some of the old, quote unquote mm-hmm. old. Like I just, I love Beyonce's R&B, like heavy songs. Like I love like those nasty runs that she can give us. And she'll do them on all types of songs and genres. But I just like love that some of her classic R&B songs. But I wasn't disappointed when I heard these songs because like she still flexed with the vocals so hard and they were still so soulful. And like I said before, she just didn't mint her whole back at all. Like she is, and also I mean, I think it stands out that I think Sid who's one of my favorite artists right now, um, mm-hmm. wrote on this song. You can and hear it. He, yeah, you can hear it. I mean, Sid's even vocals, um, you know, are very kind of like airy, very light. Very light. And I feel like Beyonce singing yeah. um, in a similar fashion and a similar key um, as Sid does as well. And that just was a perfect collaboration. Like, I, yeah. I didn't see that coming. I love it. I agree. It has Sid all up and through it, and it's so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me see it play. Like, do y'all hear those runs? Stop playing with her! Get off my phone. It's honestly, yeah, it's like, it's it's really unreal. It's unreal. Relationships before summer over, playing with this song. (laughs) (laughs) Beyonce and Sis setting it up. Um, well, you know, we'll transition right into Virgo's groove. Uh, we'll let the Virgo take the lead on on Ooh, that one. Dill. She did what needed to be done. Okay, the assignment. What can I even say? I just feel like 
to be a Virgo today in this point in time. <laughs> this recognition on this album. <laughs> I... Not this recognition on this album. Could we listen um, to the transition from uh, from plastic off the sofa onto or into Virgo's groove? Virgo's groove, absolutely. Actually, Let because, me turn it up. Yeah, that's on my list. Okay, let me. See. Because I think this is actually my favorite transition on the album. That's my favorite. I'm at a disco. You know what my favorite thing about like this album is? Sometimes I feel like when artists get like after their first album they don't really know what to sing about because their life has changed Mm -hmm. so much and Mm -hmm. you know some of the things that they sing about become unrelatable or like they don't always have a theme or like you know like it's fun sometimes in rap songs when they're singing about their like all their cars and stuff but you know the average person would not have that (laughs) (laughs) but i like the way that like beyonce will flaunt in her songs but they're still like fun or like there's still some kind of relatability to them and yeah. I I love that because it's like it's just a love song you know what I mean or she's horny or you know just like regular human things versus like not say this and she was saying dripped and Tiffany's and all that jazz but <laughs> I'm just saying she does a good balance <laughs> she does because she has the upgrades you but then she also has party you know what I mean and I like that there's a good mix a versatile queen. She, like, teleports us. Like, this song, I feel like I'm in, like, this fantasy world with her, like, mm-hmm. and so I, and I think she does that with a lot of these songs on this album, too, which is kind of, like, you can all kind of, like, I don't know, like, we can kind of take ourselves out of ourselves with this album a little bit, which is why I think you can kind of relate or you can find something in the lyrics and the songs, whatever. It's not really about trying to, like, leave us situated in all our stuff, right? Like, all the stuff we're carrying around us, like, we're kind of just leaving all of that when we're going into this world of this album i mean it's this whole arc you know um and i feel that with virgo through for sure like i escaped in that song it's i think the longest song on the album too um i was just just, about to say that Mm -hmm. it just takes you through it honey you just don't know what it's actually virgo's groove is my favorite song on the album i will will confidently say because I was gonna no, no, ask, but okay, yeah, it's my favorite. I know we haven't gotten there yet, but that this is that. my favorite. Uh, I love that it's six minutes long because it's really it reminds me, like you said, like you know when our parents were our age and they were going out and they were just dancing. A song would come on and it would stay on for twelve minutes, and they danced the entire time. And that's what <laughs> this was to me. If I go out to the bar. And they play Virgo's Groove and cut it off. I will fight the DJ. Oh I'm not playing. Gosh. I'm not playing. This isn't a song you just cut off somewhere. A transition. You play this all the way through. It don't stop it at seven yeah. seconds. Eight seconds. I honestly, I 
I was gonna say they shouldn't play it because they're not gonna do it justice. What were you gonna say? <laughs> Y'all knew when the track listing came out that I was gonna be a problem. When as soon as I heard the song, I was gonna be a problem. Mm-hmm. I saw the girls were a little concerned. They had a lot to say about the Virgos. About the Virgos get blah blah blah. You know, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. I know. I know. It's it's a sad day not to be a Virgo, but and she dropped it during Leo season. She dropped it during Leo season, like big, big, big Virgo energy, like. And what y'all gonna do about it? Nothing. <laughs> and what? Dance. Um. And, okay. So next we have Move. I enjoy Move. It it does feel like it should have been on um, Black is King. I, I will say. I knew you were gonna say this. But I do like it. I like that she was like it wasn't. I felt that you know people had a lot of criticism of her then too, saying like, "Oh, Beyonce doesn't know Afrobeat. She's trying to you know capitalize off the culture, etc." I love that she was just like, "Actually, no, that's not what this is, and it's not something I just picked up and put down because now this is like a sound that I you know that I'm a part of, a sound that I enjoy, a sound that I enjoy giving, and the sound that y'all enjoy having from me." And she mm-hmm. brought it back. Now, I will say my favorite move has, like, a there's a break in the music, and it sort of transitions to, like, a part two, if you will, around a minute and something in. And my mm-hmm. the second half of move is what I love more than the first half. I agree. believe <laughs> I just can't believe we're like alive at the same time to experience this like I Crazy. just can't I can't we could have been born at any other time any other universe <laughs> like anything but we are here in this moment and she made this for us and also the fact that the album leaked I didn't listen to it because I was like that's just don't come over here with that but like having this universal experience together, but also individually, it's just like a moment that is so hard to recreate. Like everybody that I know was texting me, are you okay? I didn't respond because no, I wasn't. Everybody <laughs> I know was listening to it. Like it's just something special about her music, about her, like, I'm just thinking about that night, just like sitting with you. I literally was like, this is really happening. This is really happening. Beyonce really dropped the music. This is really happening. We're listening really to music over and music. over and over. Um, yeah, I mean, I was just con- <laughs> continuously like floored. Every every song that came on, I, I couldn't believe that like what we were getting or we were listening to. And, you know, like I said earlier, some of them, I was like, wow, this is even better than what I just heard. And some of them, I was like, how did she even do this? How did she come up with this? What was the process? Yeah, at the part of the album where I was like, oh, wait, there's more. There's more. We can't. We She's got more for us than this. Like, I felt like Move actually could have been, honestly, the last song on the album. And it would have been a complete body of work. I love that second part of the song, too. I just feel like this, like this, the album has started really moving at that point, too. And we had come off of, you know, just, I, I mean, that run from 
shit. I mean, really starting back at uh, the cup of energy transition yeah. all the way down to move. Just I literally was moving that whole time. <laughs> so um, the That's fact really that we still, run. yeah, the fact that then she still has like another, uh, you know, what like fourth of the album or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. just girl, please. Please. <laughs> I what also just doing? want to acknowledge that I would not have been able to handle three albums in one sitting. Like as much mm-hmm. as like I want to fantasize about it, I was barely holding it together Thursday. I was not productive at work Friday. So oh. three albums would have laid me out. No. Yeah. Three albums. I wouldn't have to call in sick because I would have literally <laughs> been you know, uh, sprawled out onto the floor, not able to handle three albums. That would honestly would have been too much to absorb. And I don't know if I would have had the like the wherewithal to be uh, processing <laughs> that. You know, even though it came out at That's nine o'clock. Album. I'm still yeah. processing this. Like I have been Same. having it on repeat constantly Same. since they dropped, and I feel like I'm kind con- like I've been. So studying the lyrics, thinking through all the different, like just learning the music um, mm-hmm. and taking it all in. And I'm literally overwhelmed. Like I right. even, yeah. even as we don't have the visual. And then, <laughs> right. honestly, that's probably why she was like, I'm going to let y'all absorb this and then we're going to run it back because yeah. it would have been even, a lot. I've been seeing snippets of, the, of some songs, obviously on like reels and TikToks. And it's like, I'll hear a snippet and be like, wait a minute, I, I missed that before. Or what song is that again? But it's it's because it's like I had I'm listening to all of it on repeat, but I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm honestly like grasping. Yep. If you're retaining. Yeah, I'm not retaining in a way or like comprehending. Yeah. All I'm doing is moving and dancing and singing, and but when I hear it out of hear something out of context, I'm like, oh my god, I missed that completely. Yeah. You know. I've been having to go back and digest the lyrics because, um, like you said, like. It's taken a minute. Like, I'm just so euphoric. And now I'm like, oh, I love this song. This is what I love about this song. But there's some stuff I missed where I'm like, oh, let me go back. But also, it hasn't even been a week yet. Like, we got to, you know, let's, <laughs> yeah, we gotta let's give calm down. <laughs> um, heated, um, which I love Heated. Love. You know, she gives me my little shout out. Okay, so I did see somewhere. (laughs) Y'all good? (laughs) I'm gonna be okay. I'm going to be okay. It's me. Like when that song came on, I was also listening to it with some friends that night. And like they can tell you, this song came on and it just hit me like spiritually. And yes. anyway, I ain't talking on like no church girls spiritually. I mean, it just like I felt that that warm feeling in my soul that I get mm-hmm. sometimes from that like Beyonce from Beyonce that nobody else can give me. And that song was like, this is my favorite song. It's my favorite. I 
really love Hina. I do think because I sat down a lot until like Q got up. Q was Q was up. I was in a trance, but I do think I got up for this one. Like it's so good. I think it was originally a Drake song. Is what I heard. Um, and okay, it makes I thought sense. he might have written it, but that does make sense. I can feel Drake and his um, Caribbean heritage. It says in there. Okay, I see Drake credited as writer, but I did yeah. see a tweet earlier that said like it was like a leaked version of Drake singing it, but I haven't, I didn't get a chance mm. to watch it yet. I'm also but joking about him having Korean heritage. I mean, Caribbean heritage. I don't know if he does. <laughs> I just know he loves accent on a few, every, you know, a track here and there. So I don't want anybody who loves Aubrey Graham to come for me. I do not know the young man's heritage. <laughs> I cannot. Somebody, I saw this and I thought it was a good point. There were like a whole lot of texting with no conversations, whole lot of playing victim and the villain at the same time. Very Aubrey. Very Aubrey. Those are very mm. Aubrey lyrics. Um, yeah, a whole lot of that. money, not a lot of patience. Like, I, I love the song. I do. I did hear she is taking out um, like one term in it. That's an ableist term. Um, but oh. Um, oh, I see. I Look, as you said it, I saw it. I said, yeah, the moment you said it, I it, it, it stuck right out to me. Yeah. I'm out, clean it up just like the best can only do, clearly, because everybody else to act like it's got to be the most stressful endeavor of their life. Um, now, I will, I wonder too, now, Lizzo just had to take this very phrase out of um, yep, her, her newest song. single. Yes. Yep. And I wonder, like, is there someone's job to be like, wait a minute, I've been tracking the news, like the music news charts, right. and this just happened two weeks ago. So let, what did we revise? I wonder, you know, like, is that someone's role? I don't know. It probably is. But if she's been working on this for how many years and like we order all them boxes and stuff, like I feel like she probably already had to let it come out. You know what I mean? Like, I just, it's easy to change it digitally, but I think for like the yeah, physical course. albums, I think that it's, it was probably too far in the game. But I did. I thought that same thing. But to be fair, it's a it means different things in different places. So, like, over yes. here, you know, it's not as ne- – I don't think it's as negative, but it means it's a little bit more negative in England or over the mm-hmm. pond or whatever. So, you know. <laughs> Come on, over the pond. <laughs> <laughs> I think when uh, it, this came up with Lizzo, Lizzo handled it so well. Uh, so I'm mm-hmm. glad to see Beyonce just like follow suit with that. Uh, you know, for me, I'm like, if people are like offended by something, if it's like really, obviously Beyonce is somebody who's super conscious uh, and like aware of her fan base, even when we think she ain't paying attention, she's paying attention. Um, so I, I imagine that maybe like as they're rolling out the album, maybe someone, you know, already knowing that this lyric was in there or like, you know, seeing how it was handled with the Lizzo situation was like already, they probably already prepared to make a statement about it um, mm-hmm. or put, put out some type of revised version. But I've heard a lot of, you know, criticism of, of artists making changes at all, less people weighing in on like if they should be doing it or not. And my thing is, it's like at the end of the day, it's still their music, it's their song. If it don't bother them, yeah. why does it bother you? Right, um, yeah, and clearly, honestly, the girls who push their pin, right, the ones who are having no problem uh, pumping out great songs are that trouble by going and changing a line or two. So, mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed. And I feel like she doesn't want to be an offensive queen. And it's just so interesting to me that, like, both Black women did it, but then no shade to some fantastic rappers, but they still out here using 
all uh, kinds of like actually derogatory terms that don't even Indeed. they don't even say they're not even their community and so it's just like you did all this mm-hmm. on that song and she said it how many times on this song and like immediately changed it but again black women are in my opinion held to a higher standard so mm-hmm. um i i i'm i'm cool that she changed it like because I, yeah. I there's already the Khalees narrative which we'll briefly touch on <laughs> too. um which transitions right into thick um which is my thick uh on twitter by the way um <laughs> I like I like Thick. This is a song apparently that she sampled. I'm doing air quotes of um Khalees's milkshake. I think right. people have defined it more as that interpolation, which I agree because like I feel like you don't hear unless you're listening for it, I don't know if you would necessarily hear it. When um, I heard when I heard that she even said anything about it, I was like, well, what what is she talking about? Because I didn't hear anything. So Right. Yeah, well, I, let me play a little bit of it. Ass getting bigger, racks getting bigger, cash getting larger. He thought he was loving me good, I told him go harder. She thought she was killing this shit, I told her go harder. Just look at this alkaline risk, cause I got that water. Wait, let me make sure this is like the least song. Okay, sorry, I got distracted. Um, I'm trying to make sure that that is the song that she. I mean, honestly, I saw Khalees had something to say, and I really was just like, okay, well, whatever she's talking about, I'm sure it has, uh, you know, no weights at all. So. Beyonce just doesn't seem like that kind of person, but again, I know that I'm beehive, so I'm like, I can be, you know, I can look past some stuff, <laughs> but let me see. Was it, was that the song? Uh, energy. I think was it energy? I think it was energy. I mean, that's the thing that, I mean, this kind of goes back to the point. I don't really hear, uh-huh. I don't really hear the sample. Uh-huh. Um, I I heard the news or like Kalisa's comments or whatever before uh, the album dropped, right? I think it was the same day or the day before. It was the it was like Thursday evening, yeah. yeah. Recently came out and I was like, huh, interesting. Okay, well I'm obviously looking for the album. We gonna see. Um, <clears throat> but I already like I I love Kalisa actually. Like I already, it's hard to say anything negative about Kalisa. Not that anybody has to, but like. Sure. Um, just given what she has contributed, she's Kalisa talked for a long time too about how she's been like ripped off by the music industry. We know that she's kind of like, you know, she still performs and stuff, but she's kind of separated herself from the industry in a lot of ways. She doesn't live in the like industry cities like that. She, uh, you know, she's just not in the mix like she used to be, right? Um, and she's been outspoken about her feelings towards the industry, towards Pharrell, the Neptunes, all of that for a very long time. I think mm-hmm. that what's unfortunate about this situation, though, right, is it's obviously already become a narrative of Khalees got a beef with Beyonce, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. Khalees has been talking so long about the Pharrell and Neptune situation that, like, <laughs> it really is time for Pharrell to really say something about it, if we're being real. Um, 
I, you know, don't discredit her at all as far as like her experiences, how that has been for her in the industry, because she's also one of many, many women who've also told us about how predatory the music industry in particular is. Again, we also know Beyonce has been somebody who has like been outspoken about this herself, but Beyonce has also been very protected because of her family, particularly her father's involvement in the professional business side of her affairs, right? So do I think that Beyonce had any intent of this thing? You know, I think police maybe when she started talking about it being like intentional, I don't know if she was saying that was from Pharrell and Neptunes or like from Beyonce in particular or what. I, I thought that that was a little like, mm, like, like, let's not read too much into a police. Like we know how the business side of this still does work. Like it would have been a courtesy call for her to call you girl. Like it would have been right. a courtesy call. Okay. So like, we still know how the business works. Beyonce is a professional. She's a businesswoman. So at the end of the day, so let's not get carried away. But it is just—it's unfortunate that it's become obviously a Khalees Beyonce beef. I hope actually Khalees can get her thing, get her her credit back, whatever her masters. Khalees ain't getting that call up because Khalees doesn't have the masters, and that's she doesn't have the masters. She's not and even that's, listed. That's that's it. Yeah, she's. I think she's listed as just a performer, not not a lyricist, not a producer or anything. So it's like I, we, yeah, I understand what you're saying, Miss Khalees, but like. You know, if the paperwork isn't in order, and I'm not saying it shouldn't be, I'm just saying it isn't. So you can't, you really can't. Why not call out that the paperwork's not in order? Don't call out Beyonce that she went and did something intentionally, or you know what I mean? Or that it's just like I just I don't like the way it came. I don't like the way the information was given was was transferred to us. And then I saw this tweet today. Crystal uh, quote tweeted it, but this tweet says just for the record because I'm ha- it's from Nama Cochran. Just for the record, because I'm having this convo for like the sixth time, artists calling artists don't have to grant permission for a sample. In this case, not even a sample, an interpolation of the tracks, no vocals to give them a courtesy heads up is not a thing. And then Crystal quote tweeted and said, it is a well-known fact that the Neptunes made Milkshake for Britney Jean. The artist who was so mad about it being used for this album didn't even write the song, much less produce the track. I thought that was interesting. I didn't research, to be honest. I saw the tweet today. Um, or oh, went out this morning, so I wouldn't have had time. But I'm like, interesting. I do think she just heard Beyonce use her song and like kind of went off. I don't think she like mm-hmm. did her due diligence or whatever. But <laughs> hey, you know, it's what happens. It's what it is. You, live you know, and you when, learn. Yeah. And it was energy. It wasn't thick. My bad. But I love thick. Yeah. Um, I um, do I wanna, do love thick a lot. I want to get into all of being right. I'm sorry. I had to open my window. It's so hot in here. <laughs> Um, all up in your mind. I love this song. It's so good. Yeah, it's really good. It's giving me Tron. No. Okay, I very futuristic. Yes, very that. Yeah. Was it Daft Punk that did a did a whole album for Tron Legacy? Was it? I think there was Daft Daft Punk. They did a whole album for Tron Legacy, and it was really electronic, very futuristic, very. Um, you know, digitally inspired, if you will. Um, and I think you're right. This is very that. One of my I feel like she leans uh, like fully into the, like the futurism, like as Tiff is saying. But I got to be honest, like actually this might be my, this song might be my favorite vocal on the album. Like the vocals are so thick on that song when you really listen to it. I didn't mean that. I, I thought it was lower. I'm sorry. 
just, I was listening to it in the car today and I heard it completely differently. And I just thought it might be my favorite vocal. It's just so good. It's a solid, strong song. Uh, that's a good song in the car. Also, this this album passes the car test through yeah. and through. Banger, banger, banger. Oh, absolutely. Um. Okay, let's see. We still have... I will say that All Up In Your Mind may not be on my list of but... favorites, but I think for me, it'll be one of those songs that'll kind of be like... Um, It'll be one of those songs that'll definitely grow on me over time, I think. Like, there's no reason to dislike it. It's just like when I start singing a song from the album, it's not one that just comes up automatically to me. It's not one that I, you know, I'm, I'm going to sing first. Okay. I definitely see it being like one of the, the songs that isn't going to, like, it's just not going to be the one people go to. I just think it's, very, but that's the thing. Like, that's what I love about this album and the risk taking and just how daring she is. It's like every song isn't the most palatable immediately. Even there's some mm-hmm. songs already I like more than I did a few days ago. Yeah. She's pushing though these sounds, she's pushing the whole culture for She's pushing, um, just us for it with how she's like leaning into these futuristic elements and just throwing in genres and sounds together to be like we you, y'all gonna like it y'all gonna get this okay i think for me it's gonna be like mine featuring drake on subtitled whereas sometimes when i immediately heard it i was like yeah like i don't dislike it but like i'm not gonna go to it immediately and now i find myself singing mine all the time it's one of those it definitely grew on me over time maybe ahead of its time or i was behind the times. i don't know but it's one of those songs that is i know that um that all up in your mind will grow on me in a way that will feel like you know, more in line with how I feel with the rest of the album. I will say, I know for some people I've been seeing online that their favorite song changes like every day. So that's also very possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, America has a problem. I kind of like forgot about I mean, first of all, let's talk about truth and facts. And also this sample. My mom immediately was like, Atlanta. <laughs> and I was like, one thing about people mm-hmm. from Atlanta. <laughs> i feel like this song live is going to be something out of this world but i truly feel like she gonna do some wild shit for this one It's also very 90s in a way that doesn't feel like culture vulture. I'm cashing in on nostalgia. It felt like a true, true, uh, truly honoring the 90s. Yeah, the civil rights song. They were ready to, to, to clap their mouth about it. You know, they were ready to say, oh, she just wants to make civil rights era music. She just wants us to fight the power. And <laughs> honestly, do I, I don't really know what the title has to do with the track itself, but she said what she said. Okay, and did she lie? She did not. Okay, Beyonce's sick of this shit too. She did. Okay, so she really is. 
Speaking of the title and the song, I still don't know why we're taking the plastic off the sofa, but I can't wait to discover that for myself one day. One day it's going to hit me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just having a, a moment where I just was thinking about Beyonce. Um, I just can't believe we're having a conversation. <laughs> Not just yeah, having a moment. Just, uh, sorry. So good. Um, no, but I love, I do love that song. America has a problem. I feel like I don't hear a lot of people talking about it, but I think it went over some people's heads, and that's okay. That's um, like, and that part, yeah. Two songs on the album, really. I think again, they just so not like people. It's gonna take people a while to catch up. I just think the girls just aren't there. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're not. Cause I'm still, I honestly still have not gotten over Virgo's groove. And Dylan, you know, I won't forget that you said that um, "All Up in Your Mind" has the best vocals on the album. When she, the end of Virgo has Virgo's groove has the Love. best um, vocals on the album. But you know, this we Man. can have differences. Um, <laughs> Virgo's groove is gonna get played. Okay, I love the vocals. I think like that she was just so acrobatic on Virgo's groove. It was like not again what I was expecting from her. But I don't, I just, I, I was putting into a car test today and um, all up in my mind just had me thinking like, wow, she went to a halt, like she just got in that booth and just laid it all out. I could just see her constructing the stacks in that song. I could see her like being like, this is going to blend well with the production because the production is so strong. Like she to sing over that. The girls yeah. don't want to get into the technique. They don't want to get into the technique. Okay. They just want their little lullabies, and that's fine, honey. But come over here for the real yeah. music, okay? <laughs> I just love that she said goons in the song. I do love that. Kind of. She loved having a little. She loved having a, a little, little hood a energy little to her. She loved that. <laughs> yeah, yes. she really loved tapping yeah, into that, and I appreciate it same, honestly. Same. Okay, let's move into Pure slash Honey and then Summer Renaissance. I like both of these songs, and I feel like not enough people are talking about both of these songs. Um, I think they're definitely getting adequate attention from my purview. Um, I think I've heard people say that Pure Honey is their favorite. Um, I went out on... Went out on Friday night because, you know, I was like, I, we want to hear Renaissance in the club dance. And Pure Honey and Thick were the only songs that I heard that were played out or played outside. And um, people were getting their lives. Y'all, y'all are in L.A. So you went out and you said Pure Honey and what else were the most played songs you heard? Okay, the most, I was in New York this past weekend mm-hmm. and Brooklyn mostly. And the song I heard the most was Church Girl and probably cuff it i would say but they really were going up in new york city for church girl yeah yeah oh wait you were in new york interesting i maybe i don't follow enough um like black queer people because i like pure honey like also some of that language i was like oh this makes more sense like I want to start using the word cut more. Mm. I just think it's so fun, but also it's really abrasive. So maybe not too much, but um, it is a fun song. I did want to go out on WeHo this weekend, but also there's like 500 pandemics, you know, and I'm just like, 
There's a lot going on out there in the streets. It's too much. Do you think that that Pure and Honey were supposed to be two separate songs and that were put together? Or do you think they were written together? Two separate songs. Because this is probably, we have lots of songs in this album that take kind of like a different form as it continues, which I love. Mm-hmm. But this one felt like the most like kind of slams together. If you want, it's still a, like a cohesive like track, but yeah, I could hear them distinctly mm-hmm. as kind of separate songs compared to some of the others. Yeah, I hear it too. But I love, I yeah. love the transitions, uh, in general. But this one does mm-hmm. feel like it could have been two separate songs. But it's. And I wonder if the decision was like based on the names because now we're saying instead of pure and honey, mm-hmm. we're saying pure honey. Like, you know what I mean? Is that the intention, is, or is there a connection that we haven't yet made because we haven't processed all the? And we don't have the visual the, to give you know us I mean? more context clues. And we don't have a visual, yeah. Yeah. And I was, I mean, even thinking about, there was one of your episodes you did a while back um, about, I think, top Beyonce songs. And one of the co hosts at the time was just like, honestly, Beyonce knows how to give a visual that really connects with the song and with the audience. And a lot of her music that you may not say is my favorite song ever, but you mm-hmm. love it because of the visual that it gives. And so I do agree that, like, without visuals, it's, it might be, you know, we're kind of left up to our own interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> as to like what the songs mean and and that how we're supposed like, to feel about it. I them. feel like everything we know this. Everything about Beyonce is so intentional. Everything you know is planned out. Um, sometimes we might be like, maybe she slipped up. Maybe she slipped into something good, or she slipped up and she just recovered it really well, right? But most of the time, she knows exactly what she's doing. And I feel like with the rollout of this album, obviously, has been so counter to how she's done things for a while. Um, and I think she really wants us to savor the, you know, doing a single release a month plus or so, I guess, before the album came out, not having a visual, putting out this album, we still don't have visuals. We know how much Beyonce loves the visual element in her music. Um, but I think she wants us to like also kind of sit back, take it in like we used to have to, you know, the, 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 the kids today don't know about this, right? Yeah. There was a time yeah. where an album stretched, yeah. right? Like I can remember listening late nineties to, I don't know, fan mail by TLC, right? For years, years, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but, or let's say go back further from crazy, sexy, cool to fan, fan mail was like, I think more, over a five year period or something like that, right? Like those, cause those songs yeah. or those albums stretch, um, you know, even early pop era, early 2000s, those songs, I mean, those albums would have, you know, three singles at least, three, four singles, and you would wait. So, you know, we would get home, watch Obama Six and Park, watch a CRL, yeah. right, to see the album world premiere. But then we get the making the video or the behind the music, mm-hmm. like, and so these, these are how these, some of these albums we know today as like these huge bodies of work came to be because it wasn't just like they put it out and it just blew up. It was like so much surrounding it um, that kind of like, I don't know, told the story of how the album came to be and why it's like this culturally relevant piece of work. I just love that. I love that. It's a person who just like wants to savor it and like, I hate how fast music moves today. I love that we really are having to sit with this album and we still have so long to go because we haven't gotten really that much. We got that, the audio and that's it. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I agree. I will say streaming. I think streaming has just made our attention span shorter. And so I think she's just mm-hmm. taking us back to the beginning, even though she did put this album on streaming, but just taking us back through the like, this is time. This is precious. This is art. Like, really sit and digest it. Don't move on so quickly. Like, you know? Um, and I appreciate that. I mean, like, even for me, I almost only listen to albums now. It's very seldom that I'll just, like, pick singles or create a... I never create a playlist. If I, I have some playlists on my phone, but they're albums in a particular order. That's the Capricorn. You know I mean? That's the Capricorn. Because, that's that's what full- that is. That is what that is. Yes. <laughs> that's what it is. It's just like a full body of work is so hard to break up. And it's just like we talk about the transitions in this album. You just can't pick and choose where you're going to pick up and, and you can't shuffle this album. And so similar to what you're saying, Dylan, I love that like it's we, we we have it the way it was given to us. That's the way to listen to it. Same for Adele's album. You really can't listen to 30 out of order. Um, and I really appreciate someone who thinks about that and thinks about the the oh, energy that they're creating, the vibe they're setting with their music, and then saying, "Here you are." How you want us to show. take this in? Exactly. <laughs> now, I just want you to remember that in the morning yeah. when you yeah. uh, just decide to start at cozy. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. Cozy. You see it now. You see how the, what Monique say the when the clown? What is it? What she say? With the, yeah, the yeah the clown jumped out and came back to bite. And then, Absolutely. last but not least, we have Summer Renaissance with the Donna Summer sample. Mm-hmm. Can we just talk about those opening lyrics real quick? I want to house you and make you take my name. I'm going to spouse you make you and make you tat your ring mm-hmm. after making a song called Single Ladies. Mm-hmm. Run that shit back. Yeah. Yeah. Like that? <laughs> like what? I just wanted y'all to hear just, that note. Uh, Sorry. Let me close that window. <laughs> the power the the power there to say that I want to house you my and make name. you take my name. She loves to flip her gender role. If you think about Upgrade You in the visual when she's dressed as Jay-Z and, you know, in the beginning she's rapping and his, his voice is coming out of her mouth and then he, cro- you know, she crosses the throne and then he's sitting there. She, lo- like, there's so many moments in which she takes mm-hmm. back the power that, you know, that is generally attributed to men. And she says, no, I got this, actually. I'm going to remind you who I am. And... Uh, who's doing it? Who else is doing it? Energy like all the time, like it's actually, it's actually out of control. <laughs> like just comes in, puts it <laughs> on the table, and says, "What's up? What's good?" Dead ass. Propo- yeah. Proponents of men being objectified in this way more often, personally. So I just really, I appreciate <laughs> that. I appreciate that. Uh, she says, "You sexy motherfucker, boy, you growing on me." I just want to thug you. The category is B. The category is B. Beyonce, talk that shit. 
talk that shit. She did a lot of like, listen, we we've you know all said this. I know this has come out of each of our mouths. If Beyonce was a rapper, it would be a lot of folks out here who would be hanging it up. Okay, it would be a lot of folks out here who wouldn't have careers. Um, but she's let them have it. She's let them have it, but she still talks her shit better than most of the rappers out here, more creatively. She always, like, um, does it in a way that mm-hmm. really, like, you, Tiffany, you were saying is relatable. It makes you feel like, you know what? Like, I I feel myself, right? Like, I can, I can talk like this too, baby. And Beyonce can talk dirty like this. I can. Now, there is something I will say. There's something I'd like to say. I also, there's a few times where Beyonce lets us into her sex life. And I, I do too. I just feel like, um, ooh, I don't know. Should I be listening to this? Like, Drunken love for me personally was a little, I was just like, I don't need to know what y'all be doing in the, I didn't need to know, you know, that Jay-Z had occurred. That wasn't my business. Mother, that's a mother of three, baby. She ended up swinging from the rafters. I don't know what y'all think this is. But that's what I'm going to bring up is that in this lyric, she says, you know, I love when I role play. Who am I now? I'm a doctor. I'm a teacher or I'm a nurse. I'm a teacher. If you remember, if we take it back to school in life, there again, I'm not a preacher, but baby, I can, you know what I mean? I'm not a teacher, but baby, I can teach you something. I'm not a preacher, but we can pray if you want to. She loves role play. I know she got some outfits in the back of that closet. different personas, you know, so... Yes, different personas. If you think about partition, Beyonce loves a role play moment. Now she don't think we know this, but she's a freak, and what we have picked up. We we picked it up. We the evidence is laid out before us. Listen, I think she Beyonce's been doing this a long time. Beyonce's been doing this a long time. She's been, you know, she's yeah. been flirty with her music. She's been even aggressive at times. Um, I think you know she's getting older mm-hmm. now, and I'm actually so glad that it's not. I guess you say being reeled in or whatever, right? Like um, the criticism, if mm, it has yeah. it, will come, right? Of like, when does she stop making a certain kind of music, which is a bunch of uh, BS and also goes back to what Tiff is saying about like women being held to a different standard because Jay-Z is what a decade older than her. It, nobody's going to be asking him that same question if he continues to make music. Um, so I, I want right. her to continue to keep it real funky. You know, I want him to keep it. I want him to keep telling her business that the she wants yeah. to do. Um, because yeah, like I think also like women don't need to like give up that that confidence and that mm-hmm. sexuality, even, especially when they're yeah. they've been married in a long term relationship and they have had you know multiple kids and all of that kind of stuff or whatever. So hopefully, people feel that you know when they're listening to this. Absolutely, I agree. I just are we getting new merch every week? I don't know. Beyonce, stop! I can't afford it. Um, hey, ma'am, it is the first <laughs> of the month. That honestly, that link coming out while listening was, to the album was really overwhelming. She should have waited until the next day, or she should have dropped beforehand or something. But much. like, I couldn't do. I couldn't yeah, listen. I'll, and yep. try to talk about merch and Twitter, and then the lyric videos because we were like, "What's going on? Is this a lyric video or something else?" Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that was our Renaissance discussion. Um, do you all know your top three Renaissance songs? Yeah, 
I have a top three, but I have a fourth course, honorable mention. Of course, you do. <laughs> because, you know, my top three are going to be Cuff It, Plastic Off the Sofa, Virgo's Groove. My honorable mention is Thick. Okay, Dill. That's how I feel in my spirit. I'm going to say Heated is my number one. Um, I'm going to follow it by Church Girl. Mm. And I'm on the fence for my third between Virgo's Groove and Cuff It. But I think it's, it's Virgo's Groove right now. I think it's Virgo's Groove. Mm. I can't, it's those, it's the vocals at the end of Virgo's Groove for me. Nothing will ever, like, I don't know how that could be topped in any time soon. It, it was just, like, honestly, depressing for me. How, 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 Beyonce? Like, that's all I can ask. Like, we need so much behind the scenes. I, I asked myself the same question when we got Lemonade. Like, how does she even conceive of something like this? How do you sit down and start to put all of this together and even though we've only gotten audio of this the soundscape is just so bad i don't even i need to see yeah. it i want to see the clips yeah. of her in the dream in that studio i know just turning same. up same same uh mine change every day i'm an indecisive libra to the core so i'd probably say today it's virgo's groove all up in your mind. Mm. It's so hard to pick one more. There's so many phenomenal options to choose from. I'm stressed. I don't know. Maybe plastic off the sofa, but it'll change <laughs> tomorrow. So Church Girls might actually be most played on Spotify. So and all up in your mind because you well, you know Tiffany, you know that that makes so much sense. I used to, I just feel like that. Oh yeah. What does that mean? I just feel like that. Like, now, mind you, I I already told you I love Libra. that song. I love the vocals on that song. But I just feel like it. First of all, yes, big Libra energy. And I feel like you know we know you're a Billy fan. We know you really like something a little ethereal. You know what I mean? I um, and they, that's what that gives mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it makes sense. That's fair. It makes sense. It's not close to Dua Lipa's future nostalgia, but that all up in your mind and physical are like they both of those songs do it for me. I love physical. I love okay. physical. Physical is great. Really, really good. Yeah, future nostalgia was a phenomenal body yeah. of work too. Well, it makes sense that thick is Q's on Q's top three, so <laughs> <laughs> it's because it has a Q in it. <laughs> I'm just it's just like I w- if you told me to write a song, I would have never came up with that. I might have come up with I don't know. I just I just think it's so dynamic. Uh, getting thicker, yeah. And uh, you know the face she made when she was singing it too. You know the face. You know that face. You, everybody knows exactly what that face is. You know what I mean? You gotta scrunch your eyes up a little bit with it, but be cute. Yes, very that. I I imagine with church girl though, like her being like, "Let it go, girl." Like you know what I mean? Like when she, I can imagine her saying that, and I feel like 
I could just imagine her and Solange just in the room twerking to that song. I want to see the first time oh, she plays yeah. this for uh, Solange, Kelly, and Michelle. Oh. Like, I want to believe that when, I, mm. I think it was like maybe a year, maybe it's been a little while longer than that. There was at one point, like a little, I think, clip or something we got that came out of them, like, together, like, clearly at somebody's house or something. It looked like they were just, like, up baking cookies that night or something. And I want to believe that Beyonce was like, girl, oh. I need a little something. Just give you a little taste of what I've been in the lab with, you know? Giving us, you know, <laughs> telling that deep voice, you know, whatever. And she takes them oh. down to her studio, you know, and the west wing of her estate. And she, she, and she pulls out her <laughs> MacBook, okay? And she simply plugs in that aux cord. Yeah, are you about the night they were listening to um, Love Fool by the Cardigans? When they were like in the kitchen dancing, oh, Love me, love yes. me, say that you love me. Yeah, yeah. Beyonce, I think. A night like that, and she just mm-hmm, took them on down mm-hmm. uh, to the studio and just said, Girls, just sit back, just sit back. Okay, so the big <laughs> questions are one, do you think Beyonce is retiring? Two, do you think we'll get acts two and three? this year and three is she going on one big tour or is she gonna do a tour per act i know those are three questions and i hope i remember them myself (laughs) so first is do you think she's retiring do i think she's retiring I think she will retire after act three. Now I can see her giving us a Janet Jackson moment where she comes back every now and then and does like a, a one-off tour every, you know, five, six years. And we're like, Oh my God, you know, like Beyonce is going on tour again. You know, we're not getting the new music. If you go to the tour, now you go to the tour, she might give us a new song at the tour. We ain't never heard. And if you go, if you didn't get your tour tickets, you just missed out. Because I don't, I, Beyonce is a creator at the end of the day. And I don't, she has such a desire to create. And so I don't really see her retiring in the traditional sense, but retiring in a way that makes sense for her where she can still create. And maybe that's being a mentor and creating more with Hallie and Bailey. Or, yeah. Chloe and or Hallie. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's bringing <laughs> Chloe and Hallie. Oh my God, I said Hallie and Bailey. Chloe and Hallie. I always do that. Um, like, why y'all got two first names? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but also, you know what I mean? Or maybe that's bringing someone else on in the way that Prince brought on a lot he, of artists her, during his yeah. time, you know? So, yeah, maybe it's going to be a mentor role for her. I don't know. But I know that she loves to create. And I know that if she does really retire after Act 3, that that won't be the last of, like, new Beyonce we'll get. It just may be in different ways. Maybe it's the Carters, too. I know some of the girls feel strongly yeah, about hurt, the Carters. Baby. They're going to get up. Um, you know? Yeah. Maybe she changes her name in the way that Prince did and Beyonce is retired, but now a new alter ego is giving us new music. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like she's going to do something that we didn't expect for her to do. And we're, you know, we're all sad, like, oh, we're not going to hear Beyonce again. And then now we have, you know, Beyonce is releasing an album at this point. You know, I would just, I think she's going to really, like, snatch our release. Okay, okay. Still? I, I just don't see retirement as being a word that she's going to use again. I know that, you know, people are saying, you know, what <laughs> she said it would happen by now. It just came up, I think, a lot last year when she was turning 40. Um, because I think she had said at one point, you know, 40 would be when she'd want to retire. And, you know, she's 
check so many of the boxes that yeah. also we've heard Beyonce said over the years that she wanted to from becoming a mother to like going to the places that she wanted to in her career and being respected um, by her peers and the legends before her. And she's, yeah, she's done it all. Like there's nothing else to prove. But I said that after Lemonade, like there was nothing else to prove then. If that shut the door, nailed the coffin, whatever you want to say for me on anything that anybody could ever say, um, about Beyonce, what she needs to put out, what she has or hasn't done, you know, who she is as an artist. So, you know, with what she's done with this and how she's still pushing herself, and I think this is probably, I don't know if it's fair to say it's her most ambitious album since four for me, just in terms of like, I felt like she really said, I'm just going to really do something really inventive with the sound. But um, I will, I do think that this is definitely like, some bad bitch shit. Like you don't just put together an album like this unless you are still hungry, you know? And um, mm-hmm. and I just don't see her interested in really slow. I, I She's taking things at her pace. But I don't see Beyonce as interested in checking out. Um, And I do say partially as a Virgo too, that like, <laughs> we love to work, baby. Like we a little, <laughs> we're a little addicted, addicted to our craft. And so, it can show up in a lot of ways. I think there's other vehicles for her to do what she loves. But Beyonce stepping out of the music industry and just leaving it to everybody else would be like, all right, I'm done. I never have bought it. I don't even think she believes herself when she says that. Like, <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, I think she would just get bored. Like, I think as a creative, sometimes you do just have to create um but i do think she is retiring mm-hmm. like after act three and i also feel like it's gonna be some kind of i've been saying this destiny's child social is way too active it's way too active so i she's gonna start how she finished <laughs> and it'll be with a girl group because that's just the kind of artist i think she is so um I can see two things happening there to piggyback off of that. I can see Act 2 being Destiny's Child. I can see Act 3 being just family. Like, I can see just getting vocals from Rumi Sir Blue. I can see a Solange collaboration. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. Rumi and Sir, I want vocals. Think about what think about what brown skin girls did for Sorry. Blue Ivy. She's a like isn't she like a Grammy award winning artist? For us. You think she you think she her? Come on, dear, for us. I know that's right. <laughs> for your other two questions, Tiffany, I do think that we're gonna get visuals. I personally would love Virgo's groove on September fourth. Six minutes and eight seconds. <laughs> that's what I would love. Her birthday gift to us, honestly. Questions was, um, do you think we'll get the next album this year? Oh n- no, I um, I don't think so. I don't think we're getting it this year. I think she's gonna take her time. And then, with even with that being said, I think that we're gonna get two more tours, and she's gonna split the two split like. I don't know if she's gonna split the one of the acts and have. I don't see her going on three tours. That's either. a lot. Of, that's a lot of being yeah. away from home. I her. do see her like. Sorry, Joe. Say quickly. You know what she's good for, and we saw this in even a pop up show. She's good, she's good for changing up the track, the, the set list, 
in the midst of a tour. She, I believe, did this when she was on the form. Yeah. No, no, no. Was it the formation mm. tour? No, no, no. It was the Mrs. Okay. Carter show. It was Mrs. Carter's right. show. She remember she got pregnant. I think she had started the album. I mean, I think she had started yeah. the tour before she released self-titled. And then self-titled came out like in the midst of the tour. And then she just started throwing in the song yes. into the tour. She, yeah, I forget that that happened. Y'all, self-titled oh, came so out right. in the middle of a concert. A middle of, Beyonce, of a Beyonce concert. Y'all yeah. remember like people were watching her on stage and then on their phone like Beyonce just dropped an album. Could you imagine? Yeah. I can't. But, no. Um, I would have had to sit down. Like when you talk like, about what early, do I do? Don't I need down. to finish listening to, sit to this in this moment, but also I need to listen to this new music. So. I'm gonna have one the phone up to my <laughs> ear on one side, and then the other one turn to the stage. Already on like the first leg of the tour and stuff like that, and then she drops a whole new album and she's performing new songs so she don't care basically is what i'm saying we know, we know that she will she might decide no, to go you no. know give us act one give us all you know the rest of this rollout go on a tour and then just drop act two or whatever i don't even know if i if i can conceive yet though of what i've heard people throw out there that maybe act two isn't an actual another like it's not another album um like maybe it's just like a like i people have said maybe it's the netflix deal like maybe it's a doc. I don't know if I really, I don't know if that makes sense to me. Um, I feel like go, saying like that next act is just like a, a doc or something is probably not it, but it's hard to speculate. It's probably not it really what is. we're thinking. And that's what we learned about Beyonce is like, it can't be straightforward. Okay, this, yeah. this is my last thought because we have been talking for so long and we haven't even gotten to all the things and I don't know if we're going to get to all of them. But y'all, just with me, because it's acts, what if, I'm not, I don't think it'll be a play, but you know, Black is King was supposed to be in theaters. Like, what if the visual is in the theater because it's like a show? Like, I feel like it's different mm. that way. Mm. Um, I and that would be really cool. I can see that. What else? You know, it's gonna be IMAX only. We have to pay twenty five dollars you know for eight there. tickets so to get in. Why are you over here saying it? You know, we're gonna be there with that. No. I want commemorative. I want commemorative <laughs> popcorn buckets. I want a specialized icy cup. I want. You know what I mean? I want to be able to get merch at the concession stand. I want my Skittle box to have be her face on it. I want the whole theater for me. And my homies, my home, my, I just need yeah. us to be able to have our space to just. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just hit me in the face. <laughs> just for it to just hit me in the face and IMAX full definition. Yeah. Imagine the Dolby experience. That's what I'm saying. With her vote. I just don't or I'm also like. What if she did, I eventually think she will do a residency, but I'm just trying to think, how would Beyonce think? Like, how would she roll this out? If it's a renaissance and it's different acts, I feel like a play of some show, like a curtain called something of that sort, I see it. Yeah. You know? So. But you know it's going to be new and refreshed. Think about the way that she did ape shit in the Louvre. Right. You know what I mean? Like, she took something that was really antiquated and then made it modern and hip and gave it a new a new energy and a new life. And I could totally see her doing that with, like, the traditional or, stage play and breaking it Or she could, like, do something with, like, museums or art shows. Um, 
and have it show there or yeah. even like black art museums and then that's also a way to put money into black businesses now i feel like why am i parkwood are you listening um but yeah <laughs> now i will say this i went to the muse- the african-american history museum in dc and there's a floor for like present day celebrities and music I don't remember seeing, I saw some Destiny's Child in there. I saw Jay-Z mentioned there. I did not see Beyonce's name mentioned anywhere. And you know that you really can't do Black American music without Beyonce. And it got me thinking, what if when Beyonce does retire, whatever that might look like, she opens oh, her own and museum? I'm going. Honestly, let me let me set it up. Let me uh, run it. I do a great job. Oh, Panther. <laughs> I'm I would work at the ticket campus, booth, honestly. Okay? <laughs> like, we need to be able to go from yeah. one building to the next, explore her early career, then go into, you know, go into... Oh, uh, my Like, God. honestly, she could have a building for each album. Honestly. Just oh imagine all the archives. All of her... The archive pieces. The archive her pieces. Tour, yeah, outfit, the, the gowns. Um, just... I mean, she yeah. can sell some luggage in the store. You know, some designers in a glass case. Yep. Not the luggage. Not the luggage. And you know, some designers would probably give her some of the gowns and things Absolutely. that she's worn if she doesn't already have them. Because she's talked about passing down her couture yeah, pieces to, yeah. you know, the kids. So imagine the things that we could see on, you know, on display. You know, it's going to be done right too. She's not going to. She's not going to half-ass yeah, it in any kind of way. Probably underground in a bunker. Um. Oh yes, 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 yes. Imagine the information that she could give us. Things we don't know about her process. The things we don't know about. You know, there's there could just be so many things. I, honestly, that would truly make my day. It's a Beyonce experience I that I can go to and like I absorb. Like I agree. That. Um, okay. I don't think we have time to get to everything. So let's do the I can't stress this enough. And then I absolutely would love to have you guys back on. I don't know if it's for B Day. I don't know if it's Act Two, but I feel like we just, we only did this for this one album. We could do this for every album, to be honest. And then Destiny. Style, yes, and then soundtracks, yeah. <laughs> but we really should. Um, we've already said a lot of things. So, we've been what, yeah. Um, my I can't stress this enough is I think this is a no skips album. Like I have no, I don't think I have any notes for this album. Um, it's a beautiful body of work, and you can just tell. Beyonce, like, one, takes her craft very seriously, but just over the years, she has taken Mm -hmm. everything she's learned, all the mistakes, and just made this album as perfect as it can be from those learnings and and previous experiences. So I really appreciate it. I'm so happy. Um, That's my I can't stress this enough. Um, Anybody else? (laughs) I can't stress this enough. Virgos don't have a superiority complex. We have an excellence complex, okay? And, you know, again, the, there's just been a lot of opinions right. being thrown around um, about the Virgos these days. I understand people are often like, oh, well, you know, everybody thinks that they're Beyonce. That's not true. But <laughs> Beyonce is Beyonce because <laughs> she has a strong work ethic and she expects quality from everything she puts out, mm-hmm. okay? 
And that's all we expect too. We want quality. Okay. So if y'all, mm-hmm. if the girls bring quality, we'll appreciate it. No shade from the Virgos. Okay. That's we'll appreciate it. Us enough. <laughs> Very tough. This is what I can't stress enough. Shangela was robbed in All Star season three by Trixie Mattel. Now, my thing is, you know what? It's not even Trixie Mattel. It was robbed by RuPaul because Ru changed the rules at the last minute and allowed the cast to come back, the eliminated girls to come back and have an opinion on who got to be the next Drag Race All-Star, Drag Race All-Star Superstar. I don't like whatever it is, the Queen of Queens, you know what I mean? And Shangela had won the season. Hands down, won the season. I don't even know what all this means. I've Rob. heard of Shangela, but um, I absolutely agree with you. I absolutely 100% agree with you. The Beyonce of drag. I don't watch Drag Race, but I do know who Shangela is. I do love her. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't want to say too much because mm-hmm. I don't want people to come for my gay card since I don't watch Drag Race. So. Not <laughs> <laughs> saying too much. It was a phenomenal season, and also, I think that Kitty Girls Live, which was their finale song, was better than Read You, Wrote You. It's from, um, you know, All-Star Season 2, I think it was. Uh, or uh, was it Season 1? It might have been Season 2. Anyway, Read You, Wrote You, she's cute, but Kitty Girl <laughs> is that girl. And, you know, I can't stress and that And that's enough. it. Point blank, period. Um... Thank you guys for being on the pod and helping me celebrate Thanks Renaissance. I can't us. believe we're really here. I oh. hope we get to experience Beyonce together all together once. When was the last time we were all together? Yeah, we need to we've only sure. been all together once, and it was because of Beyonce. So I was in Atlanta. I had already seen um, from was it on the run two? I had already seen on the run two in minneapolis and i was in atlanta the same weekend that she was there and you two were there also going to the concert and i think i caught y'all at brunch either the next morning or it was the morning for dylan's of, birthday one, virgo yeah, season thanks atlanta uh, yep there we go and I, yeah it was on the run too um and i saw her i'm pretty sure it was on my birthday i don't know how many that's been though. august 26th i believe 25th 26th 18? 2019. 2019. 2019. Maybe 2018. Because I think I was still, I started growing my hair. I think it was 2018. I started growing my hair out in 2019. So I think it was, I think it was 20. I was bald in those photos. I think it was 2018. The point being that Beyonce got us together. Because I went to, I went to China in March. Of 2019, and I had just started growing my hair then. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm gonna have to share that. Y'all both are grow have grown your hair. Actually, we call that <laughs> growth, <laughs> literally. Growth. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the next level of our friendship is experiencing uh, Beyonce together. We don't shake it up. And I'm ready. I'm prepared, honestly. I'm ready, but like I just I I love that we have a safe space because I will be able to be myself in like 
y'all won't have anything to say about it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I started, mm-hmm. I got emotional mm-hmm. um, after Break My Soul and I was talking to my mom about it and she was like, are you okay? And I was like, you have lived with this for how long and you're still asking me. So then I had to clear, clean it up and be like, yeah, but I'm like, no, the world is falling apart. This song made me emotional. I'm doing the best that I can, but Beyonce's here to save the day. Um, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Thank you for being on I Can't Stress This Enough. Um, where can the people find you if you want to share your socials? Dill, I'll let you go first. Thank you for having us again, Tiff. You know, I love you. I love the pod. Um, you can find me at Dylan4, D-Y-L-A-W-N-4 on Twitter and Instagram. Mr. Corbondo. And yes. Thank you again, Tiffany, for having us. You know, we love you so much. Love talking about Beyonce with you, like in experience in Beyonce with you. So we, I really appreciate being on the pod as well. And um, peeps, y'all can find me on Instagram at qrbrown dot, or not dot com. What is this, 2012? <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at qrbrown. And if you want to find me on Twitter, DM me and then I will find you. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not sharing my Instagram handle on this public forum. Oh form. my god! All right, <laughs> hilarious. Um, thank you guys for listening. I I don't know when another new episode is coming. I'm just gonna be honest. But thanks for tuning in. Um, let us. Yeah. Hey, oh, hey. And I hope they saw and... Tiffany on her socials out in the streets this weekend enjoying the new album, baby. Because it was giving me <laughs> what I needed. Okay. And that's all I have to say. Thank y'all for your time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for Dylan. Um, yeah, that uh, Beyonce just makes me feel more confident, and I love that for me and for us. So I appreciate that. Thank you, guys. Cozy, Cozy. comfortable in my skin. We're working on it. Um, but yes, thank y'all for being on here. Had so much fun. Um, I we will do this absolutely again, and I cannot wait. All right, bye. Love you. Love you.